0: This is the Birth, Baby, and Life podcast with Kristen Burgess, rolling into episode number six. Welcome to the Birth, Baby, and Life podcast, the tips, tools, and straight talk you want for pregnancy, childbirth, and bringing up baby. And now your host, Kristen Burgess. This is Kristen Burgess from naturalbirthandbabycare.com, and I'm here today bringing you Episode 6 of the Birth, Baby, and Life podcast. I'm really excited to get here because... When I start a new project, sometimes they fizzle out, you know how projects are, but I'm really feeling excited and going full steam ahead with the podcast. I'm starting to get feedback in, you're sending me feedback through the contact form, I can't wait to see the ratings start building up more on iTunes, and I just really appreciate you as listeners. I'm recording this podcast episode a little bit early, and it's going to be a little bit of a briefer podcast episode. Because as of right now, I only have a couple of weeks until my baby is scheduled to be born. And I'm trying to get a whole bunch of things wrapped up and finished so that I can just sit around and and wait on baby. What we're going to talk about today, believe it or not, is birth balls. And don't go rolling your eyes on me. Wait till you hear what I've got to tell you about birth balls. Because really, they're one of those little uh, hidden secrets, an Easter egg, so to speak. If you're a geek like me, you know what that means. But an Easter egg of giving birth. So I'm gonna talk to you about birth balls. We're not gonna have a baby tip this week, but be sure to listen in to our next episode, uh, episode seven, because on that episode, I interview Malia Jacobson, who is a sleep journalist and an expert in baby sleep, toddler sleep, little kids sleep, and helping families get more sleep. So you're definitely going to want to listen to that one. So this week, we're going to focus on birth. Our next episode will be focused on baby. And then after that, hopefully I'll have a new baby in my arms, and I'm not sure what episode 8 is going to hold, and it may be a little bit delayed, and if it is, I apologize. So before I keep on rambling on and on and on, because I'm just I'm excited to be bringing you the podcast, excited that our new baby's almost here, let me get down to the meat of what I want to tell you about today, which is birth balls. I want to tell you about birth balls mainly in relation to giving birth. But before I do that, let me first define what a birth ball is in case you're sitting here wondering what this crazy woman is talking about. And let me tell you a little bit about how it helps during pregnancy. A birth ball is an exercise ball. So you've seen those giant balls that all those wonderfully flexible men and women roll around on doing all these crazy contorted positions that you could never imagine yourself doing without rolling off the ball and making a fool of yourself. At least that's what I think when I see them doing all this stuff. Or maybe you're one of those wonderful yoginis who can actually do all that stuff. But regardless, those big balls, big rubber balls or whatever they're made of, I really don't know. Those are exercise balls and that is a birth ball. It's just an exercise ball that has been promoted and glorified into the role of a birth ball. You should pick an exercise ball based on your height. So if you go to a sporting goods store, or if you look online, there's usually guidelines. If you're taller, you want a bigger ball. If you're shorter, you want a smaller ball. Essentially what you want is a birth ball that you can sit on comfortably, and your, uh, your knees and legs are at a right angle, basically. you don't What you don't want is you don't want your knees to be up higher than your pelvis, so you don't want a ball that's too small. But at the same time, you don't want one that's, that's too big either. So read the sizing recommendations. They come in different sizes. Usually they're measured in centimeters. And those will give you a good idea of what size birth ball you need to get for your height. Excuse me. And to be comfortable for you. So that's what a birth ball is. A glorified exercise ball. Same critter. During pregnancy, and I would recommend you go ahead and get it during pregnancy, there are many benefits to sitting on a birth ball throughout pregnancy. The biggest one really for many moms who decide to get a birth ball is that it really helps alleviate pelvic pain. During your pregnancy, your joints relax and the cartilage cushioning all your joints really relaxes there's actually a hormone called relaxin and that hormone essentially floods your body during pregnancy and it's especially noticeable around your pelvis we think of our pelvis as being pretty hard because when you touch your hip bones they're hard or when you touch your sit bones which are the two nubs that you literally sit on those are hard but the pelvis is actually quite flexible thankfully right because our babies have to get through mama's pelvis and the pelvic bones are attached in the back to the sacrum and in the front you can actually feel and it often gets sore during pregnancy you can feel where the two pelvic bones join together and there's cartilage joining those and the relaxin causes all of those joints and attachments to relax so that the pelvis is more flexible and baby can be born more easily but it it can also cause discomfort for mom so sitting on a birth ball the way that your pelvis is positioned on the birth ball it really brings a lot of relief I know moms who are in a first-time pregnancy who have this joint ache or sometimes you get sciatic nerve pain which feels like a shooting pain down your leg that that's another pretty common discomfort in pregnancy and sitting on the birth ball, whether you're a first-time mom or a many-time mom like me, it really seems to ease all of this uh, this discomfort and even pain that mom might feel. So sitting on a birth ball brings comfort, and that is probably the number one benefit, even though the next benefit I'm going to tell you about is huge too. But your, you, mom, need to feel better physically during pregnancy, and if you're in pain, Doing something to relieve the pain, especially something as natural as just sitting on a ball. Maybe it's not natural to sit on a ball, but sitting around is pretty natural. Sitting on the birth ball uh, to relieve the pain, you know, you're not endangering baby. You're not having to worry about the side effects of any medication, and it's something that you can do for yourself, and it's something you can do consistently. In fact, if you work an office job, You can even take a birth ball to your office and use it as an office chair. There are people who do that every day, men and women, who aren't pregnant. They just do that because of the other benefits we're going to talk about, postural benefits and alignment benefits. So a birth ball is really a versatile tool that you can use when you need it. Uh, I use mine a lot because on baby number six, like I am right now, I tend to get a lot of pelvic pain. It's just what happens when you have a lot of babies, I think. That's what my midwife says, at least. But I know so many first-time moms, and I can remember starting to feel pelvic pain. I don't remember it so much with my first, but even with my second, I definitely recommend or, or remember that. And so I recommend that you get a birth ball. The second reason, which is uh, in pregnancy, which is last but not least, of course, is your posture. When you sit on a birth ball, you have to sit with a proper good posture or else you roll off the ball. It's that simple. When we think of good posture nowadays, we often think of the pelvis being tucked under because that's kind of what they advise us. But in the past... That, that was not what was considered good posture. Uh, and if you look at pictures of statues or if you look at people in, uh, in countries where they're not slumped over computer keyboards and things all day, you'll notice that the pelvis is actually flexed slightly outward, so the tailbone is flared slightly outward. And... It's really very fascinating but this kind of posture and there's shoulder stuff that goes along with it that I'm not going to get into this morning but what it is is this posture is better for your back altogether for you for you mom for you dad and especially during pregnancy it's very beneficial if you want to see some fascinating pictures and learn more about the posture principles I'm talking about I highly recommend Esther Gokhale's work I'm going to put her information in the show notes because her last name is hard to spell and I don't have it in front of me and I'm sure to bungle it right now if I try to give it to you. But Esther Goclay's work, and uh, I think her book is Eight Steps to a Pain-Free Back. You can look that up. But again, I'll put her information in the show notes. They say a picture is worth a thousand words and she has so many pictures that talk about this and it's really incredibly fascinating to look at. So if mom or dad, if you have chronic back pain, if you have loved ones who have chronic back pain, definitely check out her work. But it also applies to pregnancy. And the birth ball, you have to sit on the birth ball in this way with your pelvis flared slightly outwards or else you're going to roll off the ball. Because if you tuck your pelvis under, you're going to roll off of a birth ball and feel silly when you do. So the birth ball forces you to sit. With good posture. Now you can still hunch over, rather than having your shoulders roll back. Again, go look at Esther's work to see what I talk, what I'm talking about when I say shoulders roll back. But you can slump over. But the tendency is to have your pelvis out slightly, and have your torso in a good, relatively upright position. When your pelvis is back a bit, Mom, your your baby falls forward slightly in your belly. It's almost as if your belly is leaning slightly forward, and I tell mamas in my mama baby birthing program that you're creating a hammock for your baby. Your belly essentially creates a little hammock that baby can fall forward into. Why is this such a huge benefit? It's because when your baby has that little falling forward motion, your baby's tendency is to move the heaviest part of his or her body towards that position which means that baby's head and back tend to swing that way and you want baby's back to your front so you want your baby's back to your belly button or slightly off to the side slightly off to the left is best those are called LOA and OA positions if you hear your doctor or midwife tell you your baby's position and baby is facing your back so it's as if baby is looking out past your spine This is the most favorable position for birthing your baby because first off, if your baby is, this is an anterior position and if your baby is the other position, that's posterior and you've probably heard about back labor and how painful that can be and posterior babies are responsible for back labor. So when you sit on the birth ball creating this lovely belly hammock and it's not an overly exaggerated position But it's there enough that if you're sitting consistently on the birth ball and making sure that you're leaning forward slightly, like I said, it's not overly exaggerated, but leaning forward slightly, then your baby is much more likely to be in that desirable anterior position where baby's back is towards your belly button. And that's the optimal position for baby to move down through the birth canal. There's not back labor It's just the easiest position for baby to negotiate his or her way through your bones. So the birth ball, even during pregnancy, brings huge benefits because it brings comfort and it helps keep your pelvis in the optimal position and helps keep your baby in an optimal position. Very big benefits. And I would certainly recommend as you start moving through that second trimester and into that third trimester that you sit on a birth ball. Why is a birth ball so wonderful during birthing? That's what I really want to talk about. A birth ball is a great tool. Even though it's unwieldy, it is a great tool to have during your birthing and you can have it pretty much no matter where you're birthing. So that is the first wonderful benefit. You can have it at home, you can take it to the hospital, you can take it to the birth center. And some hospitals and birth centers have birth balls. But even if they don't, You can bring your own in. And yes, Dad, you may feel silly carrying this huge ball in, but wait till you hear the benefits and you'll be willing to look silly for the five minutes it takes you to get to your room. First off, a birth ball can be used on the floor or in bed. It's not used the same way in both places, but even if you mom are confined to bed for whatever reason, your birth ball can be used. A birth ball is pretty compatible with any type of fetal monitoring as well. So if you're having intermittent fetal monitoring, which is ideal, that means the nurse or your midwife comes and intermittently monitors baby's heartbeat with a Doppler, then it works well with that. Continuous fetal monitoring, where the belt is strapped around your abdomen, mom, you can use a birth ball while you're having that. It may not be quite as easy, but it can be done, especially if you're using the birth ball and really just relaxing and being still, excuse me, or only having s- slight movement on the birth ball. And if you have to have internal fetal fetal monitoring, which is where the probe is uh, threaded up the birth canal and into baby's scalp, usually moms, we don't have to have this, but if you do, you can still use the birth ball with this kind of fetal monitoring. So the birth ball can be used on the floor and the bed. It's compatible with any kind of monitoring. It's compatible if you need an IV or if you just have a hep lock inserted. It's pretty compatible with almost any birthing situation where you, mom, are aware and conscious. In other words, you're not, you're not losing control. And even if you feel like you get out of control and dad comes in and you, dad, help her get back in control through breathing or another tool, you know, the birth ball is there to help ground her and help her move her hips and just feel like she can work with the energy of the contraction rather than being overwhelmed. So it's a great tool. I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself here. But it keeps your pelvis moving, so I just talked about how mom can work with the energy of her contraction by moving her pelvis. And I'm I'm actually recording this podcast from a birth ball, so if you hear something in the background, it's because I'm doing what I'm talking to you about while I'm sitting on my birth ball it keeps your pelvis moving you're very mobile on the birth ball now if you want your birth ball not to move you can stick a shoe or a towel on either side of the birth ball to stabilize it but one of the beautiful things about it is it helps you stay mobile so if you're sitting on the birth ball say you're on the edge of your sitting on the birth ball and you're draped over the edge of your bed or if you're at home on your couch And you can really rock your hips. So you can roll your hips in a spiral. Many moms naturally want to spiral during birthing. It seems to be a very instinctive movement to help work with the energy of the contraction. You can rock back and forth on the birth ball. You can rock from side to side. Most moms find they want to spiral or they want to rock just gently back and forth. And this keeps your pelvis moving and mobile. And that helps assist your baby's uh, baby's movements so baby's head is negotiating down through your pelvis and your baby has to go through the top of your pelvis your mid pelvis and then finally through the pelvic outlet to where baby comes into the birth canal and is, is going moving down to crown and be born so your baby has to negotiate a tube essentially and being on the birth ball and staying mobile helps your baby's movements as he or she works down through your pelvis Again, you can rock back and forth, you can sway your hips in circles, you, could, you can go on a figure eight. It's not quite as easy to do that. But whatever you feel like will help you work most with the energy of the contraction, you can do that on a birth ball. And it's in a, it's in a very confined space. I mean you're sitting on the ball but you're having this amazing amount of movement just sitting there in the amount of space that the birth ball takes up is literally all that it is so even if you're in a hospital room and you can't get up and walk the halls you're not supposed to go and walk the staircase your birth ball still gives you the ability to create massive amounts of movement in your pelvis which helps you work with the contractions it helps position your baby and it can help bring him or her down further into your birth canal. You're creating just this massive amount of movement in this small space and that's it's it's a beautiful birth hack or an easter egg like I said at the beginning of the podcast. It's it's just fabulous. Now if you're kneeling, so if you're this is a good position for if you're in bed. If you're kneeling, you can drape yourself over your birth ball in front of you for support. A lot of moms find that they like being on hands and knees during birthing, or they like being in a kneeling position, and if you are in a hospital bed, this could be a little bit harder just because you don't have the support. Now, Dad, you could sit on the bed, and she can drape over you, but she could also have a birth ball in front of her, and you can drape something over the birth ball, a towel or a soft blanket to make it more comfortable to lean into if Mom wants that, so you can have it on the bed and you may, at this is the point where you may want to wedge a towel or a blanket under it so it's not rolling so much, but mom can drape over it. And this this gives you support when you're in that kneeling position or if you're in that hands and knees position. And it also helps your your belly hang down, which helps keep your baby in a more optimal position too. Again, we want to avoid encouraging baby to turn to that anterior or posterior position, excuse me. We want baby to be in the anterior position, and this creates that literal belly hammock so that baby can be in that position. And again, when you, are, when you have your hands on the ball and you're using the ball to support yourself, even if the ball itself is not moving, that gives you a solid grounding and an excellent position to be moving your hips. So again, you may be spiraling your hips. Or you may have the ball just soft support with blankets so it can roll slightly. And you may just be rocking back and forth slightly on the ball. Again, even confined to bed in the hospital, you are creating enormous amounts of movement. You're creating a lot of room for your baby to move through your pelvis. (laughs) Okay, I just had a little visitor join me, so my 19-month-old is sitting with us while we record the rest of the podcast, so you'll hear, you will hear—you may hear her. But where were we? We're talking about creating enormous amounts of movement. Even if you're confined to bed in a hospital, you just really have a lot of flexibility, and this is great for you to help you position baby. This is also great for you because... You can really actively work with your birthing, and that makes you feel more confident. Dad, you can really get in there with her and help her. You can be rubbing her back or asking asking mom what she needs, giving her drinks. You can just be sitting there beside her, breathing with her. I've often found that my husband breathing with me is the best guidance that he can give me during my birthing and just really helps me stay grounded. So you're able to really work actively together. If your baby is in a posterior position, this being on the birth ball can help encourage your baby to turn and it can help you work actively with your birthing rather than just Than just sitting in a position trying to get away from the back labor pain or often something like counter pressure is recommended for back labor. But that doesn't really work with baby to help baby get into the position that he or she needs to be in. So the birth ball lets you work with rolling your hips, rotating your hips, encouraging baby to move into an optimal position so that the two of you are working actively together to get through the posterior position and really get your baby moving down. This can also, if your baby seems to be high, if your birthing doesn't seem to be progressing, so to speak, you're being told that, then again, the movement created on the birth ball, where you're just really getting your pelvis flexible and mobile, that helps push or move your tailbone out of the way, which is often what may be holding baby back. And it helps push baby down onto your pelvis firmly, onto the cervix firmly so that you really start dilating and opening and baby really starts moving. So it's a great tool to just really proactively create movement for your baby, get baby where he or she needs to be and coming down. Other options, if you're in the bed, you can sit Taylor style or Indian style, whatever you call it, with your legs crossed in front of you, leaning onto the birth ball. Again, you can kneel and lean forward into it. The The real benefit of this is that you can easily bring it with you to wherever you're going or if you're at home, you can have it with you. You can carry it from room to room. So if you want to be in a certain room or you want to change rooms, maybe you're out front in the family area and then things start to pick up and you want to be alone and have some solitude in your bedroom, it easily goes with you. Dad, you can see now why it's worth carrying this silly, unwieldy-looking ball into the hospital with you. So carry it carry it with you. Bring it with you. You really get that pelvis mobile and moving, even if you're in a confined situation. And most hospitals are okay with it. You may want to check your hospital's policy, but most are okay with it. And when they see how well you're using it, uh, many nurses and doctors become very supportive they may you know they're going to ask you to get off the birth ball probably when it's time for your baby to be born but just working with the birth ball and being on the birth ball helps you stay so much calmer and more in control and uh, and it helps your labor go faster so it's really of great benefit for them to to let you bring this little tool really in in relation to everything that you could do walking and going up and down stairs which are great ways to get a baby moving down but a birth ball lets you get this movement even in this small space if you're on the birth ball and you're worried about uh, leaking if your waters broken or it's very normal during the course of labor to have a show the mucus plug is going to be coming out there's going to be some leaking there may be a little bit of blood so you can put a towel on the birth ball You could put a Chucks pad, which is just a disposable absorbent pad. Your nurse or midwife will have one, or if you're having a home birth, your birth kit probably has them in it. You can put one of those on the birth ball just to absorb anything, and it can be changed out periodically so that you stay dry and comfortable. If you're chilled while you're on the birth ball, Dad, you can put a blanket on Mom's lap or over her shoulders or both, or have an open robe. So just put your robe on over your shoulders and have it open around the back of the birth ball with you to help keep you cozy. I mentioned that you can stabilize the ball by wedging a shoe on either side of it or a towel or a blanket can help stabilize that. I would recommend, again, that you have the birth ball during pregnancy and also that you practice some during pregnancy, not just using it to sit, say, at your desk like I'm doing right now, but if you're listening to any pregnancy relaxation CDs or dad, if you and mom are doing any quote unquote practice contractions in the evening with whatever your childbirth method is, then you may want to actually use the birth ball. So carry it to the side of your bed or carry it to the side of, <clears throat> excuse me, to the arm of your couch or the arm of a chair and and put pillows. You can stack pillows uh, one on top of the other or you can stack them so that they're sort of staggered and mom you can lean forward onto those pillows while you're on the birth ball and just listen to your pregnancy relaxation track like that or the two of you if you're if you're having practice contractions that you're going through then rest on the ball throughout the duration of that and just so that you get used to just leaning forward into the pillows and totally relaxing maybe spiraling your hips maybe rocking back and forth slightly but you're just what you're really doing is getting familiar with the tool that you're using which is your birth ball and I would recommend that you do that several times maybe once a week or so throughout pregnancy so that well not throughout pregnancy but maybe throughout your first or third trimester the last six weeks or so the last month of pregnancy That way you're familiar with this tool, it feels comfortable, you know what to expect and you know how you can use it to help you integrate and work through your contractions. One final benefit of the birth ball before we wrap up for today is that after your baby comes, gently bouncing up and down on the birth ball may help soothe the fussy baby. Many babies like it, so it can be useful to keep around even after your baby is here. And mom and dad, I'm wishing you a wonderful birth experience. I hope that this little birth hack tool has been useful to you. And I hope this podcast episode has been useful to you. Like I said, I wanted to try and keep it brief because I'm trying to get everything wrapped up so that we can sit around and wait on our baby where I'm thinking that I'm probably going to use a birth ball while I'm during my birthing time waiting on baby to, to make his or her way down. But, uh, but I thank you for listening. I don't want to ramble because I'll start sounding silly. Please let me know what you think about this episode. You can go to birthbabylife.com and you'll see the contact button. Send me an email. I would love to hear your feedback. Or leave me a rating and feedback on iTunes. If you loved it, let me know. If you think I can improve, let me know. I want to hear from you. I want your tips and suggestions. Let me know who you want to hear from. And, and let me know what you want to hear about so that I can keep bringing this to you. Again, thank you so much for listening to the Birth, Baby, and Life podcast. I hope that you guys have a great rest of January and that your new year has been really blessed. Thanks for listening to the Birth, Baby, and Life podcast with Kristen Burgess. For great resources and tons more info, visit www.birthbabylife.com. Visit www.birthbabylife.com.